0: Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. This is episode number 35 of the podcast, and today I have on a coach I've always respected coaching against. Uh, Anytime we've competed against the Ryan Cowboys in football, no matter the situation, I always knew I was going to have to be on point with my game plan because his teams are always fundamentally sound and never quit. Uh, Coach Tony Tomberlin of the Ryan Cowboys. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you having me. No problem. No problem. Now, like I said, whenever this airs, it's going to be you know beginning of October, so we'll be well into the season. But what's kind of the outlook for you guys, kind of coming into the season?
1: Well, coming into this year, you know, we're still uh, we're still going to be pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at right now on the roster, we got 22 kids, uh, which is the most we've had here at Ryan out for football in, in several years. Maybe the most we've had, I have to look back on, over the years, um, you know, possibly the most we've had since I've been here. Yeah. And, um, but but yet, even though we got 22 kids, we're still going to be extremely young. We've got, I believe I'm going to have four seniors, um, I think four juniors, and then everything else is freshmen sophomores. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh but you know that you know, we're excited for the season. We got got some great great seniors that have been with me
1: for, you know, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um They're excited, you know, how we ended our season last year and and um you know, they're they're really showing I was bragging on the yesterday after the end of practice. I said, Guys, you know, I really appreciate your leadership and how you're pushing these guys and and setting an example for these younger kids and and you know we're we're all excited I think the community's excited mm-hmm. um, the the school you can kind of sense a little bit more of excitement in the school than we've had in the last couple three years of course we haven't had a whole lot of success in the last two or three years you know we've
0: mm-hmm.
1: really struggled for numbers and you know coming into this season um, you know we just our numbers are up um, we, we've got good talent uh, we got some size uh you know it's really gonna it, it's it's exciting but yet kind of nervous in the same aspect because you you mm-hmm. know your expectations for what you hope these kids are going to be capable of doing this year mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's just it's it's, it, it's fun it's fun and it's like i said it is exciting and but yet a little nervous as well because you know the the community expectations and and the expectations that the kids have for themselves and what we have for them
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's important that the kids have those expectations, you know. Yes. Because, I mean, it's, you can always have a lot of numbers, but if they're just out there just to be there, you know. I mean, you've, you've been around the game for a long time. You know, it's it's always when you don't have to do as much motivating whenever the kids are self-motivated, that's, that's always a plus. And, and, well,
1: tremendous difference, tremendous difference, you know. And over the last few years, just, you know, struggling for numbers. You know, finishing yeah. the year out, I think, two years ago, you know, we went to Buffalo. That was a COVID year. And, you know, everybody made the playoffs. And we were, you know, last in our district. And we had to go to Buffalo and play. And mm-hmm. By the way, it was a long trip up there. But we weren't there very long. We got to go home pretty quick. But,
0: yeah.
1: And, you know, we, we just struggled for numbers that year. And I think we finished the season out with 10 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had some major injuries early. And, and uh, you know, it was a struggle all year. You know, but the fortunate thing is, you know, a lot of the kids that we have on this team right now were a part of that. So they, they, you know, they got to see that part of mm-hmm. that aspect of, of football, you yeah. know, of the struggles. And, and, you know, they don't want to see that again. They don't want to go through that.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and t- having 22 kids at, at a Class C school, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's just the competitive, you know, just the competition between the kids is going to be. With that lot of right. kids, you know, everybody's going to be competing yep. for a spot, you know.
1: <clears throat> yep, you're exactly right.
0: How, how long have you been at Ryan?
1: Um, I've been here 16 years, so I'm starting my 17th year. Um, okay. I've been head coach, let me see here, I think, I think I'm starting my fifth year as head coach.
0: Okay. Yeah. And
1: Oops. so I was here with Coach Muggenberg and I came the same year in 06.
0: Uh, he and I were hired the same summer. hmm Oh, Coach Muggenberger. but
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know he's he's the type of guy. I remember some of the when I was at Fox. I remember y'all came over there one time. It would have been two thousand. I can't remember when it was. Y'all had a really good team. Because and he I think was. It was 09. But yeah, and he would always. I knew what the spiel was going to be before we even played. He's like, oh, yeah. I just hope we can stay on the field with you guys. Blah blah blah. And then y'all end up, you know, forty five in us. you what? guys
1: were, you know, we, that was the year we made the semifinals. Yeah, uh, we made it no nine. We we played Canton in the semifinals. We were class B at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember going, and, and I'm a I'm a bad creature of habit, and and a lot of uh, just things have to be the same before the game starts. Mm-hmm. And we go to your place, and you guys had missed. Maybe the week or two weeks before I think your guys your your homecoming had got cancelled or something and so you guys had homecoming the night that we went over and played you guys and we had to warm up on the old softball field. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just um, I think, Okay, <laughs> this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. So <laughs> you know, this this is wrong. I'm, you know, I'm nervous the entire time. We go out and I don't think we forty five you guys. I think the final score was like 25 to nothing or something like that. I don't remember. but yeah, it, felt it, like was,
0: a, it felt like a mercy rule because there was nothing really <laughs> yeah, we could do.
1: Yeah, we were, you know, and, and the crazy thing is about that year, <clears throat> we go to play in the semifinals. We played at Norman North. And like I said, we were Class B. We played Canton. And then on the other side was Laverne and Garber.
0: Mm, and mm-hmm.
1: Garber won it that year. And all three of those teams had – no less than 35 kids and (laughs) you you, you open up the program and look at it and you know they've got all these kids in their picture and we had 12. It was like we were were in the wrong program we weren't even supposed to be in that program you know but we you know we had some hard-nosed kids and uh, you know had a a really good quarterback that year and we run the old split backfield you know Mm beer option and and, trap and, you know, that's just that, – that was Coach Muggenberg. That's what – that was his – that's what he liked offensively, and that's what mm-hmm. we did, and we were successful with it.
0: Yeah, boy, I'll, I'll remember in that game, it was like the first series, I think y'all were driving down the field, and we were kind of talking before we started recording, you know. There's just certain teams and certain coaches, you know kind of going in what they're going to do. Right. You know, if you've coached against them a couple of years, it's like they're what they do is what they do. And I knew what was coming. I, I knew – I mean, and it was – because y'all kept gashing us right off a tight end, and I was like – because that was one of our better athletes playing at that end at that time, and I was like, what in the world? Because, I mean, y'all, it wasn't just like, you know, a couple yards, couple yards. It was like y'all getting 10, 15, 20 score. And I'm like, what? Right. And our – you know, when you get kids, 15, 16-year-old kids out there, I think that all that they all were doing was just kind of flexing your tight end out. And, you know, kids aren't necessarily – you know. Football mind, so they just kept they just kept widening our end, our end just kept getting on the outside. So it was like a little wider, a little wider. Yeah, and, and he never, because I, I, the guy we had up top didn't really see it. And I, you know, from the sideline, I couldn't see it. Right. I, and finally, he was, the kid came over and he was like, "Coach, there, am I just supposed to keep going out with that guy?" And I was like, <laughs> where, "I'm like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, he's, there's like a big old gap in between the tight end and the guard." I was like, well, yeah, no, they, you probably don't need to widen out there. You know, it was just it was just one of those things.
1: Yeah, Coach Mugberger always tell those kids, you know, hey, if that kid keeps going with
0: you, you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, we sure <laughs> so, did. Why that, widen out a little bit wider. <laughs> but like,
1: so we had a really good quarterback that year. He could run the VR option, and he, he ran it so well. I mean, we throughout the years, when I, we first came here, he was a freshman, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was his senior year. And during those four years of him playing, I, I don't know how many inadvertent whistles we got. Um, he'd run that option and, and, you know, put it in the belly of the back, and mm-hmm. they'd tackle the back, and he'd be around the end, and he'd still have the football, and they'd blow, blow it dead. Yeah. We had war, And so it got to the point where, you know, before games, we'd go tell the officials, you know, hey, we run the option. This kid's good at deception, and so make sure that he does not have the football when he comes hmm. around the end yeah. or that he has ended it off, you know, because we had that happen at Fox when – I mean, at uh, Temple his freshman year. He, he put it into the belly of our fullback and gave it to him, and then he come around the end and uh, they tackled him, and our fullback was standing in the end zone with football, and they had blown the blown it dead, so <laughs> we had to bring it back from there. But, yeah, it's yeah, what we'd have to tell officials, you know, make sure that, that who has the ball –
0: is who's being tackled? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, just just hesitate just a second before you blow that whistle. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, I mean, so you've been around a lot. Like that team was successful. You've had a lot of successful teams. What do you think? What do you think is the most important aspect of building a, a team from season to season? Well,
1: that's a that's a tough question. You know, really, I don't know. Looking looking back over the years. I think one thing that the upperclassmen have got to set an example and set a standard for the kids that are coming up as freshmen and even as sophomores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that here in Ryan, I, you know, it's the only place I can speak for, is the only place I've ever coached. But I think that changes a lot. You know maybe not necessarily from season to season but every couple of seasons just a different type of kids that you get in yeah um mm-hmm. their their work ethic and uh their i guess you could say their ideal of success mm-hmm. and uh, you know over the years you know we've had kids that have been pretty complacent with being average yeah and then mm-hmm. you know we've had kids over the years that you know they want to they want to see success they want to be you know they want to be on top and you know that's just I really think it changes here in Ryan anyway it just kind of changes every couple of seasons as as how you build that Um, you know I would like to say a lot of it's off of tradition Mm -hmm. and Ryan's had a lot of tradition over the years I mean you go back to the late 80s and early 90s and you know but those kids you know after so many years those kids don't see that tradition. I mean, they're never were a part of it. You know, maybe their parents or their grandparents at this point were a part of it, but yeah. you know, all they hear the tales. They don't, you know, they never witnessed it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's tough. It is tough to build that from year to year. And, and, uh, you know, how you, I guess, you know, how you can say you define success or whatever with those type of kids. It's just, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking about, you know, the differences between when I was at Fox and coming here to Empire. You know, Fox was kind of rich in tradition. You know, it's kind of, you know, every year you kind of knew coming in and coming into the preseason stuff, you kind of knew what what kind of mindset the kids were going to have. They kind of expected to be good, you know. Right. It was just how much work they were going to put in kind of determined – how successful we were going to be. Now, going exactly. to a school, yeah. coming to a school here like Empire, that was something that I had the that was the biggest adjustment for me that uh, uh, you, there's not that tradition here. You know, we've been to the uh, state championship one time, you know. Right. It, it was just kind of a uh, it, – it's, it's always – being here every season has been different coming into it, you know. It's, yeah. You think yeah. the kids are going to do it, and then, you know, when they buy in, it's just it, – there is – it is kind of it is different per school yep. and I think it is different you know per generation almost you know because sure. yeah. was because I'd, I'd been out of the game for a while um I like got left Fox in 11 or 12 something like I can't remember what it was and just the difference in the kids from then until now is it, it's mind-blowing you know
1: it, you is, always, it really is yeah, yeah. now
0: what was the transition like going from being an assistant coach to being the, the, the head coach?
1: Well, you know, fortunately for me, um, you know, Coach Muggenberg and I had been coaching together since, like I said, 06. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just he and I for all those years. And, you know, learned, learned a lot from him being head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, being his assistant for for that many years, and he and I are like we're, we're like polar opposites mm-hmm. but we were for each other yeah uh you know we 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 kind of complimented each other on the sidelines and in practice and but yet being with him for that for for that many years, you know I learned a lot of how to interact with the kids' discipline. Um, of course, every coach is going to have their own idea of how you, you know, do discipline and, and mm-hmm.
0: consequences
1: and stuff like that. But so when I took over as head coach, when he decided to step down, um, he left me in a pretty good position because we were, um, that would have been Grayson, my middle son, that would have been his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we were pretty talented. Going mm-hmm. uh, into his sophomore year, we had a, a, a good group of juniors and a good group of seniors above him. We had a lot of su- a lot of success success that year. <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, we get into the first year first round of playoffs against Burns Flat, and they were extremely talented, mm-hmm. and uh, we got beat at home. Um, but we it was just, it was a, it was a pretty easy transition. Going from being his assistant to head coach because I had learned so much from him. Yeah. Of course, over the years, the last four years or so, you know, I've learned. You, you truly never understand what it's like being a head coach until you are one. Yeah, you have ideas of what you want to do, but you know, dealing with certain situations, dealing with parents, dealing with mm-hmm. you know, disgruntled kids, disgruntled parents, whatever it may be, you don't ever really see that as an assistant mm-hmm. until you become you know become the head coach but fortunately you know he, he taught me a lot over the years I mean I was very fortunate to to get the opportunity to coach with him and 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 still to this day I mean he's still here at school he coaches softball and and you know I talk to him daily mm-hmm. you know with different situations that I may have going on or you know ideas that I have and I'll go run them by him and and he and I sit down we uh, quite often yeah. and uh, you know he he still to this day helps me out a lot so it it wasn't a bad transition i mean it was it was a pretty smooth transition i guess um you know i wish i knew then when i took over what i know today oh yeah and yeah. you know but you, you you're never gonna know that coming mm. from an assistant to a head coach position i mean that's just experience
0: yeah until you get into the fire of it and and and, it, and it's and it's nice having him still there to be able to you know if you run into a situation oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's so
1: much and you know a lot of times i just have to go to him just to vent <laughs> you know, I, yeah. you know yeah. hey uh you know and he'll listen and then he, he kind of gives me his two cents worth and and uh you know so yeah I, I really respect him a lot as a coach and as a friend because we've we've been mm-hmm. friends for many years Yeah. And,
0: yeah, now you you brought up your your middle son Grayson. What was that like watching him play? in last it was it was last summer's uh, eight man all star game, wasn't it? It was the summer before. The summer before, yep. yeah. What yep, was that like before. watching him? Because I mean, he showed out up there. What was that like for you as a? We had talked about this. I don't know if you remember this or not. We talked before one of our junior high games when we played you guys about you know, coaching your kids and how you, right. you know, I, I'll, I'll always remember this. You told me, well, I hadn't got to watch my kid play because you're always yep. coaching, you know, and I never, really yep. thought, what was that like for you to just actually sit back and just watch him perform and perform the way that you did? Well, it, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that.
1: And and so proud of him because of the way his senior year, mm-hmm. ended, you know, um, he never got to play it down his senior year. He, he, tore his ACL the last last play of our first scrimmage against Wilson Mm -hmm. um I'd say he never got to play it down I mean credit to him he's a pretty tough kid yeah and uh he he tried to play you know against Bray our first game Mm -hmm. and um you know at that time we weren't 100% sure that his ACL was tore um and then he played one down against Gary uh the next week mm-hmm. and uh, he went down he, I put him in at safety I wasn't going to play him and our safety kind of tweaked his ankle a little bit and just needed to come off and I told Grayson I said just go in there at safety for one play mm-hmm. I said don't do anything well he's a competitor
0: yeah,
1: and he comes up and tries to make a tackle and when he did his his leg gives out on him and I remember walking out on the field and you know he had big tears in his eyes and I probably had big tears in mine and I told him I said son I said that, that's it yeah. I said, You're done. I said, I can't as a dad I can't see I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. And um mm. so it was. it was it was tough, you know, to but then to see him go through his rehab, have his surgery and and working as hard as he did to get back to where he was able to go play and uh see him perform like he did, you know, at that at that all star game was it was something pretty special. Yeah. I'm you Pro- know, it, probably was, had big... it was fun and, mm. and you know, um, something he'll definitely always remember and I'll always remember in and, and our family. You yeah, know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it, was, it was neat to see, yeah. you know, because he, he worked so hard throughout the years to get to where he's at now and, and to have it just taken away. And that's something that we, you know, I tell the kids all the time, you know, guys, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. and uh, It doesn't matter what we're doing in life. It doesn't matter if we're playing football or if we're playing golf or whatever it may be. You know, guys, you you never know when it can be taken away from you, and so you got to cherish every moment and and live in the moment and uh, just soak everything in. And we talked about the see after practice. You know that that it's uh, everything comes to an end at some point. You know, so just mm-hmm. enjoy it. You know, yeah. have fun. But it it was it was it was good to see that at that All Star game and. You know, fortunately for me, I, you know, I've got three sons and two daughters, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I got I got to coach my oldest son at the All Star game. Um, that would have been in '18, I guess it was, and so, mm-hmm. you know, seeing both of them get to play in that game is 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 pretty special. Yeah.
0: Now, how, the eight man All Star game, I've always I, I think it's the premier All Star All State, you know, whatever you want to call it, event in Oklahoma. Um, yes. I mean, they make a big deal. The, the, it's a whole week thing. I mean, there's activities for the kids to do. How big, how big of a deal do you think that eight-man all-star game is, just to the eight-man sport?
1: I think it's huge. I mean, uh, you know, we we talk about that a lot here with our kids, and you know, that's something that we want to have an opportunity because. You know, I've been very fortunate that I've got to go up, be a counselor, be a coach, just go watch mm-hmm. the game, you know, be a part of it. And, and Chad and Amanda Davis at Miami and and their group of people that they have up there, they do a, such a fantastic job. I mean, those kids, they feel special. Yes, you know, family. when they, when they're up there that week, they're catered to – I mean, and they they really feel like, and for an 18, 19 year old kid, you know that's uh, that's something that they will always remember. And you know, we've had kids as you know a lot of kids has played in that eight man all star game from here in Ryan, and, and to this day, you know that is something that they always remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that and, you know, and and uh, it, it's 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 pretty cool. It's a it's a cool event, and that I mean, as far as to the eight-man sport to eight-man football mm-hmm. um you know like i said i've been very fortunate to go up there and spend week the week up there with the coaches and stuff and just the camaraderie between the coaches and
0: yeah
1: and sitting yeah. down there in the lobby and visiting with each other and and drawing plays and talking about football and i mean it's, it's just so much fun i mean I, I enjoy every time every
0: chance i get to go up there, it's, it's, it's always been a great time. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2011 um, coach Muggenberg was coaching one of the defenses and I was one of the counselors and uh, I just kind of just hung out with him all week and yeah. that game, we weren't, that our side was not supposed to win that game. That was one of the, that that's always going to be one of the more memorable football experiences I'll have Just seeing how, you know, it's an all-star game. It doesn't mean anything, really. You know, in the right. grand scheme of things, and just how our the kids on our side just they took it on themselves. They were not going to lose that game. Right. Yeah. You know, that was that. That it is. It's that was pretty special, and that that whole venues special. Well, game. you
1: know, that kind of way it was two years ago. You know, when Grayson played up there. You know, we were mm-hmm. we were definitely behind the eight ball in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think all four. State
0: champions were on the other side. Oh, wow! Um, And
1: now, granted, you know the other side had lost a couple of players that didn't get to play in the game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But you know that was a game that goes into overtime. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, you know it was uh, it was exciting, and and I've you know I've watched a replay of the last of the last play. uh, They threw for I believe it was a two point conversion in the end zone, and they missed it. I I thought the kid from our sideline, I thought he was possibly inbounds. But then on the replay, you can tell he was definitely out. Mm -hmm. I believe that was tied in from Shattuck was the one that caught the football. And uh, watching our sideline when that play ended and us winning that game, to see the the excitement that those kids had for winning. Yeah. And just they stormed the field and – you know, it was like they had won a state championship, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was it was so cool to see. And that, you know, for a lot of those kids, you know, they don't get that opportunity. They don't they don't get you know that state championship feel. And so for them, that was yeah. you know
0: that was that was a pretty cool scene to to be a part of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, um, we kind of touched on this. I think we touched on it earlier. The low numbers in football <laughs> programs. Like, uh, you know, in the district that you're going to be in, we kind of talked about a couple of teams maybe not even being able to finish the season. And when you talk about in a district, I mean, let's say those teams are week eight, nine, and ten, you know, that kind of puts you in a pickle going into the playoffs. I mean, what what do you kind of think the, the problem is with low numbers, not just in Class C and B, but just in football in general?
1: You know what? I think a lot of it is – the last several years, anyway, has, has been media. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the You know, they, they focus so hard on the injuries and the concussions, and, and we've done a tremendous job. You know, the OSSAA has done a great job, the NFHS, everybody bringing awareness to concussions and, and protocols and stuff like that, which – you know, you and I, when we were in high school, a kid gets their bell rang and may even run to the other sideline, and they come back to our sideline, and you give them some smelling salt, and they're back in there in two or three plays.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, I think a lot of it is, is but and a lot of it's fear, you know, of getting hurt, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it seems like the kids are so much bigger, faster, and stronger than what they have been. You know, they're just, it, it's just every year. You know, it seems like they're, you know, you just got better athletes. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, I think a lot of it is just kids, it's just a fear of, of getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I know over the years here at Ryan, we've had kids that wouldn't play football because they're afraid they're going to get hurt and wouldn't be able to play basketball. Um, mm,
0: yeah.
1: You know, and it's just, and I think a lot of it, especially in our smaller classes, is just the ebb and flow of, of class size. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're right now at Ryan. We've got a small senior class. We've got an extremely small junior class. I think we've only got twelve kids in our junior class. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a large freshman. I mean, sophomore and a large freshman class. Mm-hmm. And then when we get down below our seventh grade, we get back down to having twelve, thirteen kids a class. So you know, we're you know we're going to see that within the next three, four, or five years. You know, low numbers. And yeah. uh, fortunately for us, we've got, like I said, we've got a big freshman and sophomore class right now and, and good participation from all the boys in those classes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you think about the upcoming changes in the lower – and I guess it's – I guess it won't really – there's nothing really changing in C, but like in in B and A and 2A.
1: Well, you know, like I said, it really doesn't affect us much in C. Mm-hmm. Um You know, looking at the perspective of possibly the B coaches and A coaches and 2A coaches, you know, kind of really kind of indifference on it, I guess you could say. But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it does give those, you know, the opportunity for, you know, maybe some of the smaller schools in those classes to be more competitive. Yeah. You know, you look at the discrepancy between, you know, the numbers in, in class A. You know, from the small schools up to the larger schools in class A, you know, I, I guess it was Ringling and, and Cashin played in the state finals last year. You know, Ringling said there was an enrollment of, I don't even know, 120 or something like that in high school. And then Cashin's, you know, up close to 200. Yeah. And you're somewhere in there. You know, I may be wrong on those numbers, but there's just a large discrepancy. And I, you know, so I think it does give an opportunity for some of those smaller schools to be more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but for years, you know, we've always, the OSSA has always told eight-man football, we will never add another state championship series. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one thing that they never was going to do for, you know, because class, you know, eight-man has asked for, you know, the last four, five, six, seven years, you know, hey, let's let's mm-hmm. try to do some splitting in eight-man football to give, you know, some of the smaller schools an opportunity to be competitive and yeah. – you know, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want another add another state championship. And now here we've added, what, three more?
0: Added three, yeah. added you know, three more.
1: And, uh, you know, they added, what, an extra one in Class 6A, you know, a few years ago, you know. So mm. it, I don't know. It's all driven by the the dollar. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's uh, – but I think, it, I think by separating those class those three classes into two different divisions, it is going to give some of the smaller schools – an opportunity
0: to be successful. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it's you know kind of in the situation we're in. If they would have done this before they did the the redistricting, you know, we'd still be an eight man. But you know, right? It, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Now, yeah. Be- before I let you go, uh, I always like to ask kind of one uh, question, that's kind of off, not necessarily off topic, but just kind of, you know, kind of put you on the spot. Okay. Uh, in your years of coaching, who was the or what was the best team that you ever coached against?
1: Oh, by far Shattuck. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was going to say. I think if you I, know, I, I, think if I ask everybody, everybody's going to
1: say them. <laughs> you know, we've we've uh, you know have a lot of respect for for Troy and Tyson, and uh, and I say Shattuck. You know, we played. Gosh, we were in the same district with Tipton several times. That you know that they. Mm-hmm. They were extremely talented as well, you know. Coach Kerbo and Coach White over there have, you know, they they've got something pretty special going in that area, and, mm-hmm. and so they've had, you know, they they were, you know, they they've had some good teams, and and so I, you know, I say Shattuck right off the top, but you know, I got to throw Tipton in there as well, yeah, and you know, we we went to Shattuck for team camp, um, well, start when we started in '06. Uh, and we went all the way until about three years ago, and our numbers dropped so low that that I just didn't feel like we were – there. Were, we had no reason to go to Shattuck's team camp. And,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, going up there all those years and, and, and competing with the schools at that time that would show up, there's so many team camps now. But back then, you know, it, Tipton would always be there. Shattuck was there. Laverne was there. We were there. Sharon Mutual was there. Um, Forgan um Balco would usually come down, you know, you'd have uh Turpin would come over and and, and Boy City. I mean there was just Cherokee was over there several years. You know, there was just a lot of good competition up there and Yeah. You know, it it's I don't know. I mean, like I said, Shattercroft top of my head, but I would have to I'd have to throw Tipton in there as well because, you know, back when they I don't know, I think it was eleven some around in there they were you know they won the state championship couple three years and that we could you know we played against them and and um, you know they were they were good they were talented mm-hmm. extremely talented and um you know it's just uh there's been a lot of good ones over the years though we've we've <laughs> we had some good battles with uh you know with a lot of good teams we had an opportunity to beat Shattuck in t- uh, 2010, I believe it was, we played them at Shattuck, and um, we uh, we failed on a fourth and short going in to score. Uh, and yeah. they, they took the ball over and downed it on us. And um, I've talked to Troy and Tyson about that many times on how that official spotted that football. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I've never seen an official spot it in the middle and then – flip it to the guy on the sideline where the chain was so he could mark it and measure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in shadows, so Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, we, we had a chance there. And, um, you know, uh,
0: gosh, we've had some good
1: games over the years. It's, it's really
0: been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk with me a little bit. And good luck on, like I said, this will be out in October. So good luck on the rest of your season.
1: Well, I appreciate you having us on, and uh, it's been a lot
0: of fun. Thanks to Coach Tomberlin for joining me today. And don't forget, you can check out Kenny and the Coaches on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just about any podcasting site you use. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. It's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with any. E. Until next time.